and thank you for joining me for this episode of the PSA HQ podcast. We're back on the theme of work and we're talking to someone who I've known for years, someone for who work has always been really, really important. So I'd like to introduce you to Jana. Jana and I chat about why work is important and how she manages to keep working and some of the mental health and well-being aspects of being able to work and to keep working. We talk about the importance of having the right setting for working from home, which is what a lot of us have been having to do, and how it actually might benefit people with conditions like ours, because it might mean that we're now able to work from home doing a job that we weren't able to before. I hope you find this interesting. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback and I really want to talk about the topics that are meaningful to you. So drop me a line, get in touch and let me know. Hello, Jana. It's lovely to have you here on the podcast with me today. Hi, Mel. It's really nice to be here chatting with you. I, th- I know we could sit and chat about all kinds of things, but today we are going to talk about work and just to give listeners a bit of background so we've known each other for how long now too long um yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah i oh 15 years i reckon yeah i reckon through the evolution of bird and the information days and all of these sorts of things so that's right yeah really lucky to both go to the the min the rnhrd which was a really quite a sociable place to meet people wasn't it it was it was nice yeah the whole atmosphere of that building was wonderful Mm. for it yeah yeah and then we've just kind of like bumped into each other fairly regularly over the years ever since (laughs) (laughs) so that's the kind of like in a nutshell background um so we both had slightly different journeys but we're not really going to delve too deeply into the whole journey thing because I think that gets done elsewhere but we do want to talk about things that we think are important not just to us but to lots of other people as well um and one of the things that's always been an important theme for you has been working regardless of whatever your condition has thrown at you however bad you felt um you've always wanted to work and I think I think it's really interesting to explore that and then sort of let people listen and and reflect on their the importance of it for them as well indeed um i well i had a very strong work ethic from my youth and that's fine but i really enjoy my work which Mm. then makes it really difficult to be in a position where your body's going you can't do it so i have yeah i've fought as hard as i can to remain in work at whatever capacity Mm. i know we talked about in the past and again, you know, we don't need to, to go back over all of that here right now. But I know that you didn't have the choices that you originally wanted in terms of working and that you had to make compromises and sort of maybe go in a different direction. Yeah, absolutely. Throughout my youth, I was um, preparing to go into the armed forces. And then at 18, I had a diagnosis of arthritis. So my university place got turned down and obviously had to say goodbye to Mm. any idea of the armed forces. But having said that, um, 
on the positive side, I fell into a career that I now truly love mm. working for the railway and it has suited me for the last 26 years, which seems like a very long time. Um, and yeah, they've supported me throughout with my um, healthcare and um, basically making accommodations for me to be able to continue in work. I mean, actually, on the surface of it, that still sounds quite physical on the railways, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you're mainly office based, aren't you? I am mainly office space yeah. now. Yeah. Um, for the first seven years, I did work out on the track. Um, and this is when this is before biologics. So at that time, my arthritis was completely uncontrolled. So my joints were <laughs> breaking down. Not only was I working out on yeah outside heavy equipment literally shovel spanners the whole lot yeah um, totally uncontrolled arthritis but luckily I had connections um in the part of the railway that I work for now in the design office and managed to secure myself a nice indoor desk job working five days a week which has suited me very well since mm. um, up until being able to get that job I was seriously considering giving up work um, but again biologics had a lot to play a mm -hmm. part to play in um, my ability to continue to work at all mm. yeah absolutely and I'm guessing that that those first few years when you were out on the tracks in all kinds of weather which makes me cringe because I hate winter <laughs> um, I'm guessing it was just cheer willpower shall we say? <laughs> strong mindedness that you, I don't know how did you how did you even do that um and I think the parallels between working out on the track and in the office um it, the railway attracts a certain type of people so everything was quite good-natured light-hearted everybody made a joke of everything so being able to work in that sort of environment actually makes you want to go to work but yeah the physical side of it um, did mean that I turned down promotions and didn't feel good about letting my team down because there were certain things I couldn't do mm. but as you say just the strong will got me through the day the the bad days I can remember being out at minus two having to get snow out of the points <laughs> um, and coming back in and not being able to pick up a cup of tea with one hand so it's two-handed cup of tea so um yeah there there were some pretty grim days but most yeah. of it was just yeah messing around and having a laugh and yeah and as much as you do almost get paid danger money to work out with trains going past you at 120 miles an hour. Um, it was still a really, really good part of my life. And I'm really glad I did it and had those yeah. opportunities. Yeah. So the enjoyment, the, the fact that you enjoyed it and you really enjoyed that camaraderie and the people that you work with is a big factor, isn't it? And being able to do something. Yeah, absolutely. And that is still one of the things that drives me forward with work today, mm. the people that I work with. And I know that we're living in interesting times at the moment, but still the people I work with and having that backwards and forwards banter and everybody being able to lighten the mood a little bit, mm. um, regardless of what's going on in your life. I, I find that really, really valuable. Mm. Having <laughs> It doesn't matter what's wrong with you somebody's going to take the mick out of you for it and that's fine <laughs> you like the humor. Yeah. yeah yeah you like the, the lighter side of it rather than dwelling on the dark don't you yeah absolutely Fair enough I think so you said um you always had a really strong work ethic and, and I'm thinking so for you you were determined to have 
purpose, won't you? This is a really important thing for you. Is it? Does it tied up with kind of your sense of who you are, your you know your identity, and making you feel less of um, an ill person and you know yeah I see where you're going with that and it's a really difficult one isn't it because Mm. um it's really easy to become defined by your illness rather than the person that you are and um some people wouldn't accept that being defined by the job they do is a good thing either um I'm very proud that I'm an electrical engineer one of very few females in my um business that that just feels me yeah. full of pride that I've managed to do that but I think all of these things together make you the person that you become mm-hmm. so without work I don't think I would have coped with the illness but without the illness I don't know if I would have had the drive and determination for work mm-hmm. because you need to have some form of determination to keep going through the not great times with mm-hmm. the arthritis Mm. you just don't know do you where life takes you and and what it brings out in you no absolutely and we are all a product of our history Mm. and the things that we have managed to do in the past so yeah all of it helps shape us I'm just very pleased that I've been in a company I've worked for British Rail it really Mm. was that long ago and then for Amy I've worked for Amy for 21 years Mm. and they have supported me through everything um anxiety five lots of surgery um set me up working from home everything I've ever needed I have been supported through it's not been easy no (laughs) don't get me wrong I've had to um, explain in words of one syllable or less exactly what it is I needed Mm. but they have always come through and supported me with that Mm. it's good that you feel like you know everyone so you've been there a long time you know to have that confidence that people know you because it is difficult to ask for help and it is difficult to ask for changes and you feel like you might be not treated quite the same as someone without some kind of chronic condition by admitting that you need these things. So I think it sounds like the fact that you've been there a long time has given you a larger, larger kind of confidence. Absolutely. And um, for a significant amount of time, I was also a union rep. So Mm. I understand what, um, companies should be offering you and how to go about getting it but yeah you've got to you've got to be comfortable in your own skin to be able to go to a manager and say I have this condition and I need your help with that but what we also need to remember there is that an employer can't be expected to support you if they don't know that you need support very true so and and that's part of the laws around it and everything but yeah they are difficult conversations Mm. they are conversations that you may wish to practice with friends relatives yeah before you have them see you feel confident in what it is you're trying to portray but yeah it is it can be very difficult and at times it can be quite difficult to admit to yourself how much support you need let alone to somebody else yeah yeah that is definitely step one can people have people with them when they go for those kinds of chats with their employers I just think if anyone's listening who's really angst and about this what what can they do to so um again it'll vary from company to company but I would be very surprised if any any form of manager turns down 
um, your request to have somebody come in and support you through it. Um, people can't speak for you, but mm. they can just be there as that calming influence and just that reassurance in the meetings. And none of it should be confrontational or in any way unpleasant because you're just going in saying, these are the facts of the matter and I could do with some support like this or like that mm -hmm. so we often build these conversations up to being far worse than they actually are in real life and mm -hmm. I think that's what we need to remember sometimes is that our head makes it a lot worse yeah absolutely especially if you're anxious you do tend to catastrophize a bit more don't you and um I'm just thinking because do you remember I did when we were doing pizzazz and I did a piece on work and PSA and actually quite a lot of people had been treated badly, but I think maybe historically things have changed quite a lot, even in recent years to now prevent that from happening, prevent someone from, from feeling that way. Um, it, it's really difficult because mm. um, a lot of what happens in the background is personalities. So mm. you don't get on with your manager or they don't get on with a particular group of staff and things like that and unfortunately there is nothing you can do about those things everybody has a right to be listened to everybody has a right to make the requests and every employer should be doing what they are able to do to mm. support you but these are not necessarily even now easy conversations to have um, and I'll put that as a parallel to the fact that I'm a female engineer mm. and it is still really difficult to get people to accept <laughs> that I'm a female engineer mm. um, my name is Jana James the amount of emails I get referring to me as James because I must be a man <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah is phenomenal and this is 2021 yeah. we shouldn't even be considering that now but unconscious gender bias exists and it's the same with anybody um hoping to get what they need or mm -hmm. get the respect that they require it's easier said than done in some mm -hmm. cases it is I think your tip about maybe practicing or you know that whole thing about maybe writing down what you want to articulate absolutely yeah. and being very specific as well yeah. um it, it's quite interesting that a lot of the time you will know better than your manager what it is they should be doing and how they can do it mm. if you see what I mean so if you think right what I need is changed my working hours be very specific about what that is and yeah. how you could see it being facilitated by your manager other people work sharing those sorts of things yeah um so yeah be quite specific about what you require and how you see it working yeah. in my case a lot of what I've had is um my workspace has been changed so the last one I had was small movements with a mouse was upsetting my wrist so I've mm. got a touch screen now instead as a monitor so yeah. I I said this is what's happening to my manager. And I said, have you got anything available that I could try? And he said, we, we're trialing touch screens. Do you want to give it a go? Yeah. Okay, then. So, yeah. Really good. I just, you mentioned that sort of that's a recent thing. How much does your rheumatic condition get in the way of you being able to work now? Within a week? I know most of us are working from home if we can at the moment. So maybe that makes things slightly easier in terms of there's no commute and that kind of exhausting bit of yep. the day but you, you can go into pace and sort of move about and so um 
I'm a creature of habit. It makes managing all sorts of conditions a little bit easier if you know exactly what you're going to do every day. So the change to constant working from home came as a bit of a shock. And I'm, I've mentioned this to several people. I thought my fatigue would magically disappear because I was working from home and didn't have to go to an office. <laughs> yeah, but no, that didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah I got quite upset with that for a few weeks and then had to yeah pace myself and not just pace myself through a day but look at what I've got going on over the course of a week mm. and then um, prepare times when I can put less energy outlet or outlay sorry to prepare for times when I need a greater energy outlay or when I know the work is going to be more difficult so as, as much as we're all taking a mick out of each other, it is a very serious job. Yeah. But some of it takes a lot more emotional energy than other bits. And everybody thinks of energy as purely a physical outlay. Mm. But I find that it costs me more an emotional outlay than physical a lot of the time. Yeah. But yeah, you do have to. And my other half is terrible at this. You have to get up and move around. Yeah. You've got to have a screen break it's too easy to sit in front of your screen mm. for hours on end mm. I only work a six hour day at the beginning of lockdown I was working 10 hours in front of my screen just because it was there yeah I find I do this thing where I kind of think right oh I'll just do that and I'll now go and make a cup of tea and then oh uh, wait I better answer that do you know what I mean and I find yeah. that I by doing that actually before you know it, it's another hour before you've got up and moved so yeah. yeah and not great for um joint mobility not great for your energy levels not great for your eyes always round so you're doing things. yourself a disservice by yeah. sitting in front of your screen but I had to literally measure that in the end so I do I try and get up every hour but I've limited it to three hours and then have a two-hour break in my day because else it's just mm. too easy to go, oh, I've got half an hour. Yeah. Well, I'll sit in front of the computer and read the paper for half an hour. But mm. two hours allows me to get away and do something different. It's yeah. made a huge difference. And the other thing I found is that not doing the walk for my commute started mm. to make it really difficult to do any exercise at all. Yeah. But yeah. then I was shielding right at the beginning of lockdown as well, at the same time so as all this happened. Just... Yeah, so I couldn't leave the gr my house. I was going to yeah. say the grounds. It makes it sound yeah. <laughs> like you're in an estate. Yeah. A no, mansion. No, no. <laughs> I'm in a <Yeah>. bungalow. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so for 12 weeks, I was literally walking around the house. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it has taken a lot of reassessment, and the pacing is very different to when I'm in the office. Yeah. No, I get that. So that given, when you were walking to work, that sounds like it was part of your kind of self-management exercise regime almost. Did it, it didn't tire you out? That was kind of a healthy part of your day as far as you were considered? Um, when my fatigue was terribly bad, um, I found it very difficult. Mm. But I do understand that taking exercise is really important for good health. Mm. And, and I don't mean going for a run around the block. I really do just mean going and getting 10 minutes outside yeah. um, in the fresh air, getting your joints moving about a little bit more than they will when you're just slopping around the house in your slippers. Um, so 
I found it easier to build that exercise into my day yeah. as my walk to the station. And I'm not talking miles and miles and miles here. I'm talking 10 minute walk to the station, but yeah. at least it was built in. And I knew that at the other end, I could have a sit down and a cup of tea and that'd be yeah. fine and get myself set up for work and nobody was on my back. So yeah, I just built it in and then tried to get out at lunchtime. But that's really difficult when you're chatting to everybody. Yeah. And then doing the same on the way home, it, building it in and making it part of how you do things mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier than going, oh, I've got to go out for a walk now. Oh, it's far more sustainable if it's part of your day. Absolutely. Yeah, indeed. And it's taken me months to get around to making sure I go out mm. every day, at least for 10 minutes and to get some daylight into my eyes. Yeah. Uh, so you just sat in your little office um, <laughs> typing away at your computer <laughs> winter lockdown's just been particularly hard hasn't it because the light outside is dark you know we have such shorter days and then you're indoors and you're not even getting out on those kind of micro journeys to the shop or you know it's I think winter lockdown's been tougher than than the spring lockdown last year in my opinion so I I've look at this slightly differently because I did have the severe um shielding mm. whereas at least now I can go somewhere yeah if I want to go for a walk True. whereas before I I couldn't see anybody not that I've seen anybody really apart from Gary love him um but yeah you can't go anywhere you can't see mm. anything different you are literally within that compound of your house yeah. I now at least have a choice if I want to go up and see the goats at Parkway Station and things like this so yeah yeah <laughs> did you have to do much travel with your job like pre-pandemic and post-pandemic if you so there were opportunities to travel um when I say travel I mean to Australia and places like that where we had contracts abroad mm. um And I have been expected to travel to London on a fairly regular basis and things like that. I find that extremely fatiguing. Mm. I find it very difficult to find anything that is comfortable for me to carry all the random stuff that I need Mm -hmm. to take with me. Because I don't know how anybody turns up to a meeting with one pen and a laptop. I see... (laughs) They're not doing their jobs, are they? No, no, absolutely. <laughs> they haven't thought this through at all. I have every eventuality planned yeah. for and carry it with me. So, yeah, I find um, travel like that very fatiguing and quite um, difficult on my joints for carrying weight. Um, dragging, carrying, however I t- choose mm. to do it, is quite uncomfortable regardless of what I try to do. Mm. Um in the end, my manager just said, this is too difficult. You're not going anywhere, Jenna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then in this, these days now of Zoom and Teams and things like that, I think there'll be far less of it. Mm-hmm. And this is, I know, something I've mentioned to you and loads of other people about work and working from home. Now that it's normalised that yeah. our job can work from home, you don't feel so other yeah you don't feel like you're not doing well enough because you work from home because everybody's working from home and we're all still doing a really good job Mm -hmm. it proves the point doesn't it that you can work from home and possibly I think for people with hard to manage conditions you know this is um this is a this is a perfect opportunity in a way has been a perfect opportunity to prove that, that it can be done from home you know you're not slacking off you're not not doing your job you're not being as efficient we're all doing it now absolutely and don't get me wrong I have 
complete empathy for those people who've got toddlers running around, don't have the space to set up a good workspace, yeah, and they're finding it really difficult. I yeah. can't wait to go back into the office. I have complete empathy for that. And yeah, fill your boots, get back to the office as soon as you can. Yeah. Um, and I miss the office. Don't get me wrong. It is literally the limit of my socialization yeah. because I've given up so much other stuff to be able to work. Yeah. Um, and I miss the peer support. And I know that you've spoken on other podcasts about peer support specifically for PSA, mm. but I miss that for my job and yeah. for other general conversations that you yeah. have about society at large and these sorts of things yeah. that happen when you're in close contact with the same people all the time. Yeah. I mean, peer support is a broad term, really. I know it's it's typically used, it's recognised as used, you know, for things like a support group for people with A, B or C, but it is peer support is broader than that. It is, you know, like you just said, rightly so, working together, you're supporting each other with a task that you might have to do or an issue at work and it is broader than that, definitely. Indeed, and people that you share values with and um, even political views and things like this, mm. these are the things that happen less now than they used to. So where, mm. where you choose to get your news and your facts from mm. can become very warped because you've got no other input. Mm. You've got and nobody questioning those ideals, which yeah. I find is quite difficult but also you're not gaining any of that information that you get from other people on infinite amount of topics yeah yeah I mean doing it forever it can be isolating and although you know I I'm thinking about that it's giving people an opportunity to be able to say well hey can I work from home because actually it would suit them there's the flip side you're right there are other things that may not be so good for them so not having the space, not being comfortable, not having the right chair, not having the right desk set up, which is what you tend to get at work, isn't it, from the sort of health and safety perspective. And that must have been quite difficult if you've got a chronic pain condition and you haven't got the right kind of, you know, working um, environment that could just trigger more as well. Absolutely. And it would be very difficult to manage. Um, I think one of the other things about going to a workplace is that you don't necessarily associate it with the worst of your condition mm. because you're leaving your home where you're feeling quite poorly and going to do something else. It's mm. a distraction. It's a disassociation. Mm. And now all we get to do is live in that small space and mm. in our heads mm. that isn't making us feel very well. So work can be really, really important as that distraction technique. Mm. Yeah. I'm all for distraction techniques. Yeah, and I know, you you enjoy your crafting yeah. and those sorts of things as well and as you know about me I've never really got into that sort of thing so yeah. everybody needs yeah yeah everybody needs to find their thing Absolutely. and yeah and work can be that thing for other people and as I said um depending on the type of workplace you will always have somebody that you can chat to about something completely different mm so yeah it's really useful in just taking you out of yourself a little bit yeah I, I agree I miss the small conversations you know these these micro conversations like when you go and make a cup of coffee with someone I mean you know I've got my husband working at home so we we can bump into each other but sometimes we don't see each other all day because we're doing different kind of call shifts and things like that um or I might have seen a neighbor or if she was around and I was around we'd go for a cup of coffee and friends you know things like that I work from home 
I go out to do work and if I've got a week that's quiet I've made effort to go in and have those connections of course that's something we've not been able to do and I think oh there's a whole other podcast talking about how we're preparing <laughs> ourselves for unlock but yeah indeed yeah but we do need to consider people who are less able to get out of the house to work from another place mm. and things like our conversation today team zoom yeah. um all of these sorts of things really do help break down those barriers mm. and do make you feel far more part of something if you can just keep in contact with people through whatever it is that you share and it doesn't have to be work it can be absolutely any medium whatsoever but yeah those really important things and I think we've all come to rely on them more in the last 12 months yeah absolutely and some of it's been a good shift there's some good things to come out of this some good changes and people have made adaptations to their lives that are positive going forward so yeah it's going to be really interesting to see all that so going back to the kind of like the issue of how work is so important for you it's important for your your kind of your whole emotional mental health well being the social connection and and feeling useful not disabled by your condition or defined by your condition okay so I think the being part of something and having a purpose having that sense of accomplishment yeah so all of that is a really good distraction for you but it must also really sap your energy and there's got to be a compromise and I know you've said to me before that probably the compromise is your social life absolutely I I had to make a decision in the end about what was important for me to use my energy on and the mental well-being that being in work brings not just from having something to concentrate on or distract from mm. but also having a sense of accomplishment being involved in something bigger now it doesn't need to be work you can get those things from something else but work mm. is quite an easy one to get that from I made the decision that my social life was terrible anyway but i get rid of that completely and concentrate on work um but yeah it does mean that I've spent several years now being a lot older than I am so mm -hmm. I don't go out um my sleeping patterns are completely regimented um I don't see friends or family very much at all and things like this conversation with you I've had to make allowances for yep. for the rest of the day because yep. I know that it will wipe me out and we love chatting to each other but I know it kills me <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good but bad isn't it <laughs> well I don't know I don't know sometimes you have to ask yourself how much you are prepared to give up mm. totally and yeah conversations like this I wouldn't be prepared to give up but and I know this has come up um on the peer support podcast mm -hmm. about traveling to bath for the peer support whereas now it's online yeah a lot more people are a lot more able to join yeah, in absolutely and I guess I mean you do things like you turn in down invites to big occasions and weddings and things like that because you just know you just can't deal with it right now or that the price that you're going to pay for doing it is just too big Absolutely. And um, or, or doing it differently as well. And people look at you really weirdly and say, well, I'm going to stay over 
Mm. But it's only a few miles down the road. Yeah, but that enables me to have a space to escape to somewhere that I can go back to early and Gary doesn't have to miss out. And all these small things that you do differently to other people, Mm. but they have no clue why you would do them. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think we're always making compromises on what activities we can do, um, how much we work, how we socialise. I think I think that's something we just have to come to terms with, isn't it? And it, that's quite difficult. In the early days, that's quite difficult because it doesn't seem fair. And it's, a, but it's not about fair at the end of the day. It's just about that's what we've got, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. We can't look at life as being fair or unfair. Mm. In the great scheme of things, you've just got to make the best of it you can. For you as a person, I wouldn't suggest that anybody else try my way of doing things Mm. because it is very personal to me and the way I see the world and even the way my head works with the pure logic but yeah we all do things differently and we've all got to come to terms with what we're prepared to give yeah so this is a kind of a difficult question to ask but I just come out with it would you cope without work um I don't think I would um I I need something to occupy my brain I am awful during lockdown obviously we've not been able to go anywhere to take any holiday so we and our company has made us take the holiday which is not unreasonable because it's a break from work a lot of people are doing that yeah yeah um and that's great apart from the fact I have no idea what to do with myself I find myself wishing I was working Mm. because at least there's something to occupy my brain Mm. and and to a certain extent, I feel like I'm wasting time. Don't ask me what I think I should be doing with it, that it's wasted, because I've never worked that one out. Yeah. But that's the way that my brain works. I am wasting time yeah. by not doing something. Yeah. But this goes back to the pacing, of course, because you can't be doing something all of the time. Mm-hmm. There is no way that that is sustainable. And I know that mm. as well as anybody else does. Mm. Doesn't mean I can accept it very well. No. And I'm not going to try and psychoanalyze you today, but I think it just points out how important this is to you. And there will be other people who feel exactly the same for whatever reasons. And I think, so have you got everything you need set up and supporting you right now for you to be able to stay in work? So, yes. And again, I will revert to the fact that I am very lucky. Yeah. Um, The desk that I'm sitting here chatting to you at, I've got um, a proper office chair that's set to my needs I have a dual screen set up for my work I've got my um, desk set to the optimum desk layout and my actually our company makes us do um, an evaluation on your desk layout every 12 Mm. months so it's all set up and, and made sure that that's right and all of this has been provided by my company so in and should be provided by my company as well I'm not saying they've gone over and above that's Mm. what they should be able to provide but on the flip side of that I have the space available to have a desk set up that is never changed yeah and that is what a lot of people will lack it's not that the company can't provide it it's the fact that they don't have a corner of their house that they can leave two yeah. monitors a laptop keyboard mouse speakers the whole lot set up in yeah so i guess the final question 
because I'm aware that I don't want to tie you out too much. No, no, keep going, please. It's just to say this, this is, you're going to work for as long as you can keep working then forever. <laughs> I, 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 I joke, I think that's joke in inverted commas that I am never going to give up work. Um, I'm lucky that my job is extremely niche. There are far too few of us in the country. Um, and there are many people that I work with that work in well into their 70s. Mm. And you can basically pick and choose how much you want to work and keep on working. Yeah. Which sounds like a great idea as you get a bit older and best <laughs> you, isn't it? That's just like that gives you um that gives you lots of scope to just do it in your in your own time and for as long as you want. Absolutely. So, yeah, again, it, I'm lucky. Yeah. But there are just some jobs that you cannot continue doing no. at all because phys the physicality of it would be beyond you mm. or having to get there every day would be beyond you and things like this. Whereas, yeah, I'm very, very lucky in the mm. job that I've literally fallen into suits me as well as it does. Yeah, and it's lovely to hear that. And it's good to know that that, that kind of thing does happen for people. So, Thank you so much for your time. Is it nearly a cup of tea time, isn't it? I think it will be a cup of tea time, yes. But it'd be far better if we we're sharing one with you. Oh, well, we'll have one. I'll stop the recording and we'll have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks ever so much, Jana. You're very welcome, as always. Thank you. Thanks again to Jana for joining me today to talk about a really important topic, something that has a lot of impact on our feeling of being able to participate in normal society and something that actually can be really difficult to balance and, and get right in addition to managing our conditions. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'm really keen to hear from you and what impacts you. And if you want to come and talk about the, th the things that impact you, like work, do get in touch. So until next time, take care. Thank you to Britpact for supporting this episode of the PSA HQ podcast channel. You can find out more about Britpact if you go to their website, which is britpact.org. The address is also in the show notes. Thank <music> you.